good morning it is actually very early Um, I'm about to get up and drive um, four hours into Indiana so I have to just get up and get prepared and um, get ready for my day so I was up and I just um, wanted to do a quick talk so Another interjection here. I went to a conference last night with an organization that I volunteer for, and it was just so refreshing. And I really want to say my spirit is renewed. I got to hear some awesome people speak, um, and I got to see some old friends, and it was just a really good night. And so I am very amped. Um, spiritually right now and excited about the word of God and um, yeah I just wanted to take a minute and share um, some passages um, that I was thinking about now there's this saying that my mom would always say you know be you're, you're to be in this world but not of the world And I literally am just realizing that that actual saying is not even a scripture. I mean, it's a play on scripture, but it's, you know, those words themselves are not (laughs) um, a a specific Bible verse that you can find. And so I did want to go over what some of the verses um, in the Bible that do relate to that saying be in the world but not of it um what that kind of means because recently I've just been realizing that of course you have your church folk that tend to really congregate together and and um seclude themselves um and separate themselves <clears throat> in a way that becomes actually distasteful and um, kind of disgusting for <laughs> a lot of the larger public. I mean, I have plenty of friends that are so anti-church, right? And um, I think that's because you get people that are so sanctified and they get so um, high and mighty. Um, and it's just hard to even be around them. They have this elitist attitude and this Puritan attitude. And, you know, there's this thing that if you want to be good, first you have to say that you're bad, right? The idea that <clears throat> you're holier than thou is just ridiculous. I mean, that was the whole point of Jesus's message is like you'll never be good enough like you'll never just be good enough you know you're you need God's grace and mercy every day and it has to be fresh and new for you because even if your actions are on point and in alignment consistently with God's word there are sins of the heart that are going to come up you know, and so Jesus said, if you can hate a man, you can kill a man. If you can look at a woman with lust, it's like you've slept with her. And so, you know, there's no way around it. Um, 
And so, yeah, I just wanted to go over some scriptures that kind of talk about this idea of being in the world, but not of it. So I'll start with John 17, verse 14 through 16. Um, I'm going to kind of sum this. I'm going to read the second half of the scripture. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. This is Jesus speaking a prayer to, uh, uh, around his disciples. And um, he's saying they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And what he's saying here is just that he's fr- he he's from God. And he's saying that his disciples are from God because they follow him. Um, John 15, verse 19. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. I literally just talked about this, how you get these people that are so holier than thou that, you know, people kind of are, you know, disgusted by it. Um, And the world does hate. literally hate church folk um but what um I think is important here is that you know whenever you're different whenever you um are trying to change the tone of the norm yeah people there's pushback right the world does hate that um we like everyone to go with the flow um whenever there's you know, a new social construct. If you go against it, you're the bad guy. You know, today you have to be so politically correct in everything you say and do. It's like you can't have an original thought. If you do, you're ridiculous. You know, um, if if a trans woman says that she's a full woman and you say, well, you, you don't have some of the trials of a full woman. You don't have to worry about pregnancy or <laughs> menstrual cramps every month you know, or, or ovarian cancer, like some of those issues, some issues that people born as women have, um, and you will be struck down in the public eye, right? So, um, just, it's interesting when you go against social norms, the world does hate you in general. Um, first John four, five, they are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. Um, John 12 verse 31. The time for judging the world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I, this, the, the main sentence here is, that stands out, which is do not conform to the pattern of the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind i think that this is one of the most important um pieces of scripture um out of these because again there are are certain norms and um it's important 
to always take yourself aside through prayer and meditation, right? Renew your mind. Really think about what's good for me. Not what's good for the ganders, good for the goose, right? But what's good for me to have original, independent thought for yourself. Because that's where God resides. That's where you'll be set apart when you can really sit down and and focus on, you know, what you need to do for yourself versus following a pack and being led astray. You know, it's so funny because there's these ideas of just mob action, right? Where you could just be with the pack and get locked on up because you were with the group of people um, and you were just following the crowd, right? So it's important to always set yourself apart and be an independent thinker. Um, 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love this world nor the things it offers for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. I think that this is important because it's it's separating the physical, carnal things from the spiritual, godly things and godly world, right? And so the physical pleasures that we crave and achievements and possessions and passions like these physical tangible things pass away right but we're striving for our spirit to just be able to be um in a place that can be free ultimately right if you well if we believe in an afterlife but I think even without having to believe in an afterlife it's important for your spirit and mind to be free and for you to always put look up look up to something bigger than yourself right even if that means hey I'm not gonna be just selfish and focus on me I'm gonna think about my family I'm gonna think about the community how I can impact the world um, because that's where greater satisfaction comes in not just like oh I bought a bag (laughs) no but I was able to buy grocery bags for a family in need that is where you will find some real pleasure, some real happiness. And so I just wanted to bring up some of these passages because um, ultimately it's not about just not being in the world or being of the world. I mean, it's also about really transcending the world and not in a way that is um, where you have to be disgusted by the world, right? You live here and you should embrace the world. You should engage the world, indulge this world, you know? And then after you have done that, transcend it, dominate it, dominate this world in a way that you're not subjected to just social norms and constructs, but you're creating them. And I think that that's what the church has been called to do. We should be so full of love, so full of hope and joy that every time anyone interacts with us, they feel a transcendent moment because we are not of this world. They should not feel shamed. They should not feel inferior. They should feel embraced, loved, and and lifted up 
right? And so I think that we, I just wanted to share this message to differentiate the the line of church folk that, you know, give off that sense of, um, they give off that sense of, you know, criticalness. It's it's a very critical experience. And our job is not to criticize the world, but to love and embrace it. And so I just want to encourage you to love and embrace this world, this life. If you're alive, you're blessed. And you're blessed to be alive. And you should be a blessing where you can. And um, you should nurture your friends and family. You should look for ways to lift them up and pull them out and um yeah all right have a good one hello so today i just wanted to speak on grace amazing grace So yesterday I just um, met with um, my client. I do peer counseling and um, parenting classes. So it's a faith-based program. I often, uh, well, I always have like a very small Bible study or discussion with my client. And yesterday we spoke about grace. And so I just wanted to talk about grace today with you usually we talk about amazing grace but really it's abusive grace (laughs) because we really do abuse God's grace um because we do not we cannot get our stuff together we cannot get no act right um and I guess it's just the human experience you know uh, like Paul said, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. And it's just the reality of the human experience where I want to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym, but I don't. Um, I don't want to wake up and eat a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, but I do, right? Anyway, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do so I'll break down this for a second here it's by grace you've been saved through faith so literally our salvation depends on our own faith um in the sense that we just simply have to believe but it is a gift it's a gift from God and the point is that this grace it doesn't come because you're so good it doesn't come because you believe so hard and it comes just for, it's a gift from God and i think because the grace comes simply just it comes so simply it's easy to abuse it right now the grace comes um because 
you know, we will never be good enough. There will always be sins of the heart. Even if we do everything right, there's always going to be something. And so, you know, we need that grace. Um, the the latter half of this. Um, ver- verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I think this is very, very important. It says we are God's handiwork. And he prepared good things for us to do. You know, so I think that sometimes people can get the notion that they've done so many wrong things that they're a screw up. You know, that they've messed up so much, you know, and you lose this idea that you are God's handiwork. And you lose the idea that you can do good. You can be good. You can. You were created for it. That's what it says. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. To do good works. The enemy comes in. And he wants to plant a seed of lies and deception. That's what he does. To make you believe that you're no good. And when people feel like they're no good. They really do all sorts of things to self-sabotage their lives or others' lives. In this, in the concept, for instance, if you look at predator and prey, a predator is always looking for the weak. And the prey is always going to be succumbed to the predator. And in this dynamic, it's a cycle of death. You know, it could be a death of your spirit. It doesn't have to be a physical death. But it keeps you in a loop of poverty, bitterness, anger, resentment, where you are not able to do the good that God prepared in advance for you. And so this is just a reminder that you are God's handiwork. He's prepared a good work in you. And if you're in a loop of toxic behavior, because you believe the lies of the enemy. I encourage you. Read this. Read and meditate over this verse. For we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Because this is God's grace working through us. When we are, we've, we've abused our grace. But God's initial plan for us is still there and we have to heal that wound of depression anxiety and fear and disappointment we have to heal that wound so that we can get back to the work that God has prepared in advance for you to do so I just encourage you this is verse Ephesians 2 8 through 10 to meditate over the over God's grace that is freely given to you by your faith and 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 that you can just really get yourself into a healed place because you know I've been having all these conversations about relationships lately and one of them was about Kim and um Kanye and I had a friend who's like Kanye is just abusive this is ridiculous and I'm like hold up Kim is a little she's always had an agenda herself 
and she knows what she's doing. And again, both of these people, they they kind of both switch between predator and prey with one another in their relationship, at least from the public view that we've seen. And so again, <clears throat> you know, people who are whole, happy and healthy, they don't tolerate abuse. They might experience it, but they don't just keep living it. And so both of them, she's had four kids with this guy. They've been married for many years. You know, he's publicly spoken about how he, you know, went after her and it was very superficial, you know, and it's like she was down with it. You know, they both have had these ulterior motives and hidden agendas and it's been very eerie, you know, the whole time. And so like my my favorite show uh uh says these violent delights have violent ends but they don't have to right you can end that cycle of violent delights and violent ends which is abusing grace you know you can end that cycle walk away and walk into your authentic purpose which is that God has good for you to do. And I think that that's also a struggle for Ye because I feel like he he's found that purpose, which is like lifting up God's name through his you know art. But if you're dealing with someone who is not on the same page as you, is going to keep pulling you to the left and throw you off course. And same for Kim. I feel like she's got a purpose to work in law and really do... Um, good work for people Um, but she's got this social media life that she feels she needs to uphold this image and it's pulling her to the left right and so I mean I didn't mean to make this about Kim and Ye but they're they both seem like decent folks um, but they really need to step into that work that good work and not play around with all the other nonsense Um, but yeah so you know I hope you uh enjoy this talk and and we'll go back to the scripture Ephesians 2 verse 8 through 10 and just meditate on this if you need to lift yourself up out of the muddy mire of you know feeling like you're not good feeling like you know you've done too much bad and you can't get out of that cycle or whatever it is yeah have a good one